You're listening to The Effective Statistician, episode number 36, how to prepare for your year-end review to stand out. Welcome to The Effective Statistician with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske, the weekly podcast for statisticians and the health sector designed to improve your leadership skills, widen your business acumen, and enhance your efficiency. We are creating an online course and we are talking about this for some episodes now. Register your interest for this course on our homepage, theeffectivestatistician.com slash course. In today's episode, we'll chat about performance management and especially the end year review. How it looks like from both sides, because both Benjamin and myself are supervisors. We share lots of practical tips to be successful and especially also how this helps you in the long term. This podcast is created in association with PSI, a global member organization dedicated to leading and promoting best practice and industry initiatives. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to special interest groups, the video on demand content library, free registration to all PSI webinars and much, much more. Visit the PSI website at psiweb.org to learn more about PSI activities and become a PSI member today. Hi, this is another episode of The Effective Statistician. Today it's just Benjamin and myself. Hi Benjamin, how are you doing? Hello Alexander. Well, yeah, good. It's end of the year. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Almost end of the year. And what happens every year and see year end review. <laughs> well, year end review every year. Um how did you have your year end review already? No, you don't. Mm. I'm I'm asking the question because we already had our year end review. Um because our year end review is at the end of the fiscal year, which is at our company. Um, end of June. So we already had our year-end review, even though it's at the end of the year. Ah, no, I don't... Uh, uh, I didn't have it yet. So so, um, oh. so you are after the year-end review and I'm in front of my year-end review. <laughs> and uh, so, very good. Um, do you actually know where it comes from? These performance reviews? Mm. No, not not in detail. So, so actually, the first organizations that did year-end reviews or annual reviews um, were the armies. And what's really interesting about it is it was initially done without the uh, people concerned. So it was just for the supervisors. So the supervisors talked about their their staff basically and and reviewed their performance over the year. Yep, and it's it's really just from a kind of um, turnover perspective, which is you know in military in war times probably kind of pretty frequent, <laughs> unfortunately. So, so 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 you need to have a very good succession planning and very good kind of. Um, uh, performance reviews so that when it comes to kind of, okay, we need to replace a person, um, who is a successor? Yeah. So, um, that's where it's actually come from. And only in, you know, at some point thereafter, business 
um, the businesses actually um, incorporated it into their life and um, evaluate that and then kind of link all kind of other the things with it. And of course, created all kind of different forms for it. Hmm. But I think it might, might even still happening that the, there's a performance review without the, the staff involved. I mean, just on a manager level or supervisor level. However, this is not what we, what we are talking about today. No, no. Today we are actually talking about Hopefully, you have a year-end review with your supervisor, and um, if you don't, ask for it. <laughs> and if you have some HR forms that you need to fill out, okay, fill them out. But today, we are really not talking about the forms. Um, oh, my God. If I remember my starting time in, in Pharma, it was all about kind of filling out the forms and, you know... Um, Uh, words missing every kind of sentence in it and it took forever to kind of fill it in uh, that was horrible and it was yeah yeah but but this is I, i think we do have we have to complete a form as well but this is really just about you know uh, that's not the key uh, of, yeah. of the year-end review and it shouldn't be the key for anyone um i think that the documentation of the year-end review is one important thing to do Uh, for yourself, but also for your supervisor. But it's um, uh, this is not shouldn't be the the key uh, part of the year end review. Obviously, yeah, I think for the year end review. Um, you know, for for me personally, I think it's also a very very good time to reflect on my personal year. Yeah, so so it's not just kind of the the job goals, but also my personal goals, and so so. Um, They they incorporate my job goals, but it's kind of all gets together, and so so. Therefore, of course, you need to have pretty good goals at the beginning. Uh, otherwise, it's pretty bad to measure yourself against them. Yeah, that's true. But I think setting the goals is one of the aspects for the year-end review. But we'll capture this in one of the following episodes. Yep, um, this is this is coming up. Um, well. Actually, next year. So after, after <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. No, Stay but tuned. yep. <laughs> talking about the um, talking about really the year-end review itself. Um, so, I mean, it's called year-end review, and obviously the year-end is only once a year. But but how often do you then just reflect this with your supervisor in general? Because I think the the year-end review can be really different from individual to individual from company to company from supervisor to supervisor because you know for example i'm i'm talking quite frequently to my supervisor and we are sharing information we are sharing giving feedback um you know following up on certain topics all over the time you know all over the year so the year-end review is more the formalization of what we basically there, there, there shouldn't be any surprises they have hardly any surprises yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so if there are any surprises, then something went really terrible or wrong. And usually, it's actually the fault of, of the supervisor. So, um, as a supervisor, you should never have any surprises in your year-end review with your um, direct reports. Well, yeah, that's true, but it's not always the fault of the supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. If there, if there are surprises. Then it's a fault of the supervisor well, because yeah. then he hasn't communicated that in time. So, so um, you know, may, maybe there's some um, you know 
differential interpreta interpretation of certain events, but there shouldn't be kind of any, you know, new things coming up in the year-end reviews that happened in August that uh, ne you never talked about. Mm -hmm. So um, both from the bad as well as from the good side. So, so mm -hmm. um, if you don't talk kind of regularly to your uh, supervisor, um, then maybe that's a good goal for next year to start <laughs> doing that. <laughs> yeah. So no, I act actually, I have um, at least two times a year uh, through the year, I have um, kind of formal reviews with, with my team and um, also with my supervisor. Yeah, we do have it even four times a year, quarterly review meetings with the with the individuals. So that is that is helping a lot. But even I mean, be, be, you know, three months is also could be or can be a long time. So um, I'm trying to really f um, talk about anything that comes up as soon as it comes up and not wait for the next quarterly review or even yes, review, so. yes, 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 yes. Feedback is needs to be timely. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, but going back to the year-end review. Okay, let's go back to the year-end review. I, th I think, you know, um, uh, it's really good if you, at the beginning of the year, you have set yourself good goals. And good goals, I mean, in terms of goals that you can actually be measured upon. So they need to be specific, measurable, actionable. They also should be kind of, risky so so in terms of they need to be a challenge for yourself of course they need to be kind of time keyed um and what i think is also so these are also kind of smart things but there's some nice additions from michael hyatt in terms of that they also should be exciting and relevant uh, within the overall context of your life And um, we'll put that into the show notes. Um, and that's also something very, very helpful to think about for your goals for next year, both for your personal as well as your job goals. But um, if you have these kind of measurable and you kind of have tracked them throughout the year, of course, that is the most easy starting point for that. But in reality, mostly that doesn't look like that. <laughs> Well, to be honest, so it should be not not only be smart; they should even be smarter. Yeah, they should be smarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exciting and relevant. No, I agree. And it's um, this is this is something where I mean, um, where the um, where the goals or the the goal setting, and also then the year end review is, is usually struggling with in measuring performance for yourself, but also from your supervisor. Um, because many goals or many type of um, or topics that you're talking about might not fit into this smart um, uh, scheme where, you know, for example, it's measurable. Yeah, in terms of, you know, what I mostly struggle with is measurable. Yeah. Um, because I think we as statisticians think about measurable in terms of it is something that is... Um, Measurable in terms of there's a scale or it's, you know, a quantity or something like this. But I think it's also qualitative things can be measurable. So um, did you have good feedback? Yeah. Did you um, 
did something that is uh, better than what usually has been done. Um, of course, it's it's great if you can have kind of we saved the company kind of two months or something like this, or we reduced the cost for the um, study by 50% or these kind of things. These are, of course, great measures, but most of the our activities are not that easily measurable like in, let's say, sales. Yeah, and also, I mean, as your example already is kind of, you know, what, what does it mean uh, to be better than anyone else or somebody else or how do it better than somebody else? Because you usually don't do the same. You do yeah. something, you repeat, so for example, a process and giving the environment of the working time, it's difficult to measure whether this is better or not uh, to somebody else. So that's, it might be possible. I agree, but it's, that's the tricky part about measuring that it's not, you know, it's not black and white. It's really like a, um, usually a process or some, some, um, um, some development uh, is to be done and this was done before and it's you can compare it but I mean we are statistician we know that we can't necessarily compare A and B and uh, that's that's the, the tricky thing about measuring success or measuring performance you know what other word comes to my mind when I think about measurable it's impact you know um You can have, you know, lots of specific measurable, actionable uh, goals that don't actually mean anything. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, don't know. You have a goal that um, you turn in your um, expenses on time. Well, that's great measurable. <laughs> kind of, you can just uh, <laughs> measure the time from uh, whether you have completed your expense report forms always kind of don't know, two weeks after the event or something like this, you can easily measure that. But does it have an impact? Mm. So um, I think if you have something that is impactful, then usually there is some measure about it. And some, sometimes that it might be just qualitative in terms of you get, you know, really really good senior management uh, feedback about it yeah so that is some qualitative measure mm -hmm. yeah so i think it's it's also um what, what i think is important then for the year-end review is to um i mean not to concentrate it all over the year but still do you know during your job that you do over the year keep it in mind that at the end of the year or, or in between you need to kind of um bring bring this to the table what did you do so what is your success what is your measurable or, or as you said what, what is the impact of the work that you did and i think there are uh, you know there are quite a few tips or quite a few um helpful things that you can think of during the year in order to prepare for the year end review easily yeah so so preparation is i think here is the absolute keyword so, so this episode is all about how you to prepare. And of course, optimally preparation starts with the beginning of the year for the end of the year review. But let's say you haven't been that consistent in keeping everything. Um, so 
how do you approach your uh, year-end review? Where do you start with? You review the goals. Okay, very good. And then? <laughs> <laughs> well, you just, yeah, I mean, just go through what you did over the last year, trying to um, summarize or trying to find evidence for the success um, of or the impact or the you know the relevance the of of the um, of the topics or of the work that you did. Mm-hmm. I mean, just as an example, I mean what, what you mentioned before, positive feedback. If somebody is, let it be the client or different, you know, from different departments, your colleagues, uh, your from your team, or even you know, if you as a supervisor, it's it's if it's about your own staff, if your own staff is you know, giving positive feedback about you as supervisor, as, you know, which is part of your responsibility to be a supervisor, um, collect it, keep yeah. it, bring it up. Yeah. This is this is something where you can easily bring this to the table and say, this is, you know, where, where I have been successful, it has been recognized, it had an impact, and um, here it is. Actually, that's a pretty good thing to have anyway. Uh, some kind of folder where you store all your recognition. That also helps if you're really kind of having a bad time. You can look into this and um, kind of see, oh, maybe I'm not that bad as a statistician <laughs> if I get these recognitions. Um, and of course, sometimes projects go south and then, you know, that's good for your, for your ego. Um, yeah, that's a very, very good uh, kind of thing to go into. What I also, you know, go back to is I look into my calendar um, over the year and look kind of what were the events and things like this. And uh, that kind of helps me to kind of travel back in time. So where have I been at the beginning of the year? You know, what was... Alexander at the beginning of the year, you know, how did he thought about the year? Uh, what kind of problems did he have? Um, and where have he been? And then I compare that with myself being now. What have I learned? Yeah. How have I developed myself? Um, where were the areas where I went out of my comfort zone, where I stretched myself? And these are the usually very good indicators of um, areas of success, areas of, or maybe also failure, but usually these are areas of importance. So, yeah. so you know, these, these things where um, it went completely smoothly, there was kind of no emotional things involved, usually that's not the key things for the year in front of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think um, it is also the calendar is an, an excellent idea because it also gives you the um, kind of a summary of uh, what you have it achieved, not only like successfully, but just also just giving back, you know, what is the last on your, on your studies, on your projects, so what, what has happened, where what were the key deliveries, what were the key um, meetings, Uh, discussions, publications, whatsoever. So this is really giving you also traveling back in time in terms of your actual work that was done that you would like to discuss. Yeah, and I think for me, the calendar is especially important because I 
have more than just uh, meetings in there. I also have kind of appointments with just myself in there. So um, things where I knew I needed to put in time for to get certain things done, then I have that in ca my calendar so that the time is blocked and I don't get other meetings in there. So um, my calendar is usually pretty full um, and completely kind of booked with either meetings with other people or meetings with myself. So that's why for me personally, the calendar is super important. Um, others I know also use quite a lot email. So they go through their email trails and see kind of what were the hot topics, what was kind of the achievements, the different discussions. It's less useful for me because... Um, just the amount of email is too big. Yeah, I mean, this this will only make sense if you collect them during the year automatically, more or less, if you have something important uh, that you receive, be an achievement, a thanks, you know, a thankful email or uh, like positive feedback, or is it, you know, um, thank you for delivering the... Uh, the final analysis. So kind of the key emails. So where you can trace the important points that you don't have to search for in the calendar anymore. Yeah. So that's, that's, I agree. I mean, the amount of emails is, it's massive. So uh, doing this retrospectively over a year, it's basically impossible. Or oh, you need full day to, to spend on it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. But, but actually, um, how much time do you need to spend, uh, do you need to prepare for your, um, End of As year say, performance review. It is. It is not a not a day, not a full day. Um, simply because what I said, we have quarterly reviews, so it is not that I have to go back in time for a year. And it's rather than that we do, um, you know, a kind of a shorter period that is the most important one. And there's a, you know, I take notes from previous meeting with you know me as a supervisor and also for me for myself. So it is. It is quite frequent that we meet and have a follow-up. So I think I usually we have we have a, the preparation in writing. So we put in, um, you know, we have the goals in a system. We put in our achievements, our comments, our judgments, personal judgments to it, and uh, you know, submit it to the supervisor. So this is this takes me usually half a day, three hours maybe. Yeah. Um, to prepare for this one. I would say it, it depends also on, you know, what is in there and what the year was about. So, yeah. So, yeah. so I would say, yeah, about um, half a day, three hours, that would be the same for me um, to, you know, travel back in time to, to get everything together um, to sort everything. So, so what I really do is I, um, I once had stored weekly achievement reviews. I know I should be better in it, but I'm, I'm not that super good in it. <laughs> and it, if you, of course, have, you know, a cup, you know, uh, 40 weekly achievement reviews, then that's a great kind of place to start from. Um, but all you have said is, you know, already kind of summed up in uh, quarterly reviews. That's perfect, yes, and then you, you can basically uh, work from there. Um, well, but it's really kind of, for me, you know, the first step is 
collating everything together. It's really kind of, you know, brainstorming, research, putting all the materials together. Um, and then what I do is, um, because my end goal would be to have kind of three to five key hits um, for the uh, PM, maybe also some misses included in there. Um, and so, so I try to just group them together into, you know, according to themes. Um, that depends very often on, on what you work on. So, so of course, if you work on just, um, let's say one or two studies, are really big studies. Maybe, you know, you have different themes within these studies or something like this, or different kind of deliverables that you have. These could be themes, but it could also be kind of methodological themes, or it could be kind of um, uh, development themes, you know, that, that you wanted to go into certain kind of uh, uh, areas, how to develop yourself, kind of methodologically, how to develop yourself as a leader, how you kind of uh, developed yourself in terms of business acumen. So it could be also themes. So, um, but it's great to have these kind of overarching themes and then uh, group everything of what you have in these kind of uh, area. Um, and then I try to sum up these themes into one sentence. Mm. But isn't it that this is usually in line with what your goals are? So kind of, uh, I mean, if you if you if you agreed on goals for the for the year, and you don't, I mean, and you start you you start kind of. Um, grouping the topics in a different way, but it shouldn't it be in line just for easier understanding and discussion. Shouldn't it be in line with the, with the actual um, goals? Yeah, somehow, but I'm sometimes a little bit flexible here. So, so kind of um, the goals are sometimes um, in my area, I'm working a lot on medical affairs. There's lots of kind of changes throughout the years. There's lots of new opportunities coming up. So my goals are maybe not as specific as they are maybe in other areas. So, um, and they kind of keep changing over the year. Um, I guess that might be similar in other areas, for example, in, um, if you work in uh, in early clinical research or in preclinical or things like that, where, where kind of there's constant kind of flow of new projects, and uh, at the beginning of the year you don't even know what you will work on in August. So so um, then of course it's um, you need to set goals that are um, flexible enough. Flexible enough, and so <clears throat> or that you adjust over the year. And so, so um, that's why I think, you know, not completely sticking to exactly the goals is um, is helpful. Of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no, I, I agree that, that if there's a reason for not sticking to the goals, but then, then they should, you know, you, sh you should avoid sticking to the goals because it wouldn't make any sense. However, I think it's more what, what I'm more aiming for 
for it is that the um, that if you group it according to what happened rather than according to what should happen, even if there's an overlap, uh, it's probably easier to um, to keep it in the in the way that the goals are sorted. Just, I mean, there's also like the thought behind is that. Not every year necessarily, but especially if it's about promotions or any any you know big change or where, where you have been extremely successful, that your sub supervisor will need to sell your achievements mm-hmm. to their supervisors, yeah, um, in order to justify any decision or any any um, progress, any promotion whatsoever. So this is um, and. That might be different from supervisor to supervisor or super supervisor to super supervisor again. But uh, the point is that people tend to open the the notes in the system and read what is in there. Yeah. And given given the fact that you know then the explanations to it differ from the goals, might be confusing if they are not as much involved in your day-to-day business as your supervisor is. Yeah, it, it absolutely helps if you have kind of a similar wording like in your uh, overall yeah. goal so, so, so that you can see the, the connection between what you have actually done the year and what you plan to do the year. Um, if, <laughs> yeah, of course. If they're completely kind of... Uh, separate that just that would be all yeah i mean yeah yeah i i'm I'm planning to be successful in study a and then be at at the end you started to uh, do your time your 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 um, expensive in time (laughs) time. so that's you know it's it's really it's not not necessarily in line no but i i think what is um what is uh an important point since i mentioned it now with the super supervisor is that whatever you put in the system, always remember that this can be read by um, by anyone in the hierarchy above you, usually. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. So meaning that if you spend five minutes in completing your year-end review and the next year you're trying to go for promotion, people will scroll back in your history and see how you performed last year or the last years. And so and they will see that last year you just you know said well yeah i was good in this and yeah i was successful here and i completed the project so the time that you spend in doing the year end review is extremely important not necessarily for the time being for the year for the year end itself but for your career or for your progress within the company so talking about spending three, four hours with half a day, whatever, take as much time as you need and always consider that this is not just the like, kind of a review round with your supervisor. It's in most companies, I believe, um, key to your progress and your career within the company. Yeah, and you know, for me, uh, I think it's also key for uh, further promotions. You know, if you have a good documentation of what you have achieved through the last, let's say, three to five years, that basically is the material that you use for your to um, argue about your promotion. You know, Mm -hmm. you take, you say, okay, five years ago I did this, three years ago I did this, two years ago I did this, and you could you can see okay consistently I have uh, progressing myself and I'm I'm uh, playing now on a different kind of level 
and I'm contributing much more than five years ago. Um, and that is based on your uh, performance management mm -hmm. reviews. And if you have that material together, that is the easiest material that you can have to build your case for your promotion. And also, it helps your supervisor to defend your promotion. It helps your supervisor def defend any kind of um, salary increases or uh, bonuses or whatsoever, you know, um, because let's be realistic, you know, when it comes to money, people look into exactly these kind of things. Mm. No, absolutely. And actually, um, we had an episode uh, on how to sell your achievements. Um, when was it? It was in September, I think. 22nd of September, yeah. 22nd of September. And um, this might be very helpful as well to kind of understand or kind of prepare not only to to you know, put it in writing and get the topics of it, but also then to sell it to your supervisor. Yeah, so I, I know there's very, very different kind of forms out there. You know, sometimes you write very, very long uh, paragraphs into your performance reviews. Sometimes you maybe just can put it into abstract style. But what is really, really helpful if if you have something like three key bullet, bullet points. Um, for your supervisor so that he can use kind of as an elevator pitch uh, when it comes to defending your um, performance yeah so um, because especially in kind of in larger organizations you know there, there will be kind of uh, there's not an endless pot of money that is distributed but uh, yeah finite pot of money and so, so there's <laughs> be always kind of discussions between the supervisors um okay um which one gets more and um if you equip your supervisor with good bullet points that basically helps for your money <laughs> for your salary increases and um just kind of a couple of the uh five different things to think about you know What was the impact that you achieved? Uh, what was any hurdles that you overcome? Yeah. What was different from just usual work? What was your unique contribution to this? And what are the wins for the company? And wins for the company is, you know, it's basically wins for your supervisors and higher up supervisors. Hmm. If it's, It's a, if it's a win for them, then it goes into their performance management as well. So, um, and that's where you can help your supervisors to shine. And if your supervisor shines, then you can shine as well. So, um, maybe yeah, make sound your, a little make your bit. Supervisor <laughs> shine, <so. laughs> that's reality. Let's face it. Yeah, so, so it's, uh, we're not in kindergarten here. It's kind of, you know, it's, it's, if you can make your supervisor shine and this supervisor can make his supervisor shine, that's, you know, these are the things that uh, so, go up the, the ladder. Yeah, 
So just just re-emphasize, I'm a supervisor, you're a supervisor, so please, everyone, let your supervisors shine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but seriously, it's a good, it's a good point. It's, it's really about, it's, it, the success is not, it's not, you know, you can't have in a company where you work together with colleagues, with, you know, in groups, in, in departments whatsoever. Um, if you are successful, it is not, um, you know, that, that you have the success. You can't keep it to yourself. It's, it's something that you share. Yeah. Everyone shares. So yeah. and also with you. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And and this is for me also something that is very important about the goal setting. You know, goal setting should be something that is uh where you create a win-win situation between um personal goals and company goals. So these need to go together. So there's um and there's kind of development. Uh, is a key thing. So something that where you grow, where you develop, where you learn, um, where you stretch yourself, these are things you wouldn't want to work on. And these should be also reflected in the uh, projects and the tasks and the goals from the company perspective. Uh, and the better you can match these things together, the easier the overall system works. Yep. So just kind of going back to um, how to sell your achievements. Um, there's a formula that we also talk about this in the episode we just mentioned. It's situation, task, action, result, star. Um, just as an example, you know, situation could be uh, there was uh, studies that you plan for with a pretty long recruitment time and actually clinical operations um, overestimated things and it's actually much faster than anticipated. And now you have an early database log, you have accelerated timelines and the task is now you need to provide results in time. So that's a task that differentiates from what you actually do. So what do you do to re provide results in time? Maybe you reduce the unique tables to, don't know, eight instead of 40. So, and you streamlined the programming and you, you know, applied uh, maybe visualization based on results data sets to make everything easier to digest and uh, increase speed and decreased cost uh, why is that as well? And then the result is you reduce cost, you um, reduce the time, so you accelerated things. Um, results is can also be qualitative, like meeting the database uh, log timeline, recognition from Fred, the senior VP, for easy displays of the results making him very happy and helping him with his uh, decision-making. Um, so these are then the results. So situation, task, action, result. Yeah, that's a good description of, um, you know, how, you know, where you can kind of put this together in a really short f frame um, to kind of give the full, but give still give the full picture and the results, um, which is you know where where it comes to um, to play, where you know how successful you actually or your impact was. Yeah, and of course it's it's about the impact, you know. Mm. Um, and 
But also be realistic. Not everything is usually happy over here. <laughs> so um, if, if you can only sell your achievements, that's great. But um, realistically, there also will be some misses. So how do you deal with misses? Well, you should have um, well, you should have good explanations for them. Not necessarily saying you know finger pointing to somebody else, but really you know kind of uh, kind of showing that you have um, reflected any well, failure failure is a strong word, but you know any misses um, correctly, but also kind of get the lessons learned out of it. So why? Um, you know, what, what is, what had happened? So what went wrong and how will you avoid to have to do the same mistakes in the future? So put things, you know, into the perspective, really show, um, that you take the lessons from anything that went wrong or not as good as expected and prove that. You, you did your lessons learned for you know bring it yep. in yep. in the context of for example in the, the next study saying that you know at that time i missed to communicate the timelines correctly and in time but you know next for the next interim analysis or whatever um here's what i did uh i sent out the timelines in time and everything went well yeah yeah, that is actually a very, very good approach. If you can uh, show already that you learned from it, um, that's brilliant. Uh, of course, if you have missed, messed up things in November, hmm, that's usually yeah. a bad time. <laughs> so aim for the promotion next year then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing is um, I know of supervisors that kind of um, – bring up misses, uh, you know, that are maybe not that important overall. So um, you've saved the company a couple of uh, millions of dollars and whatsoever. And then at the end of the year, they come up with, well, you had, you know, this star achievement and this star achievement, but you were twice late with your expenses. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, but but it's also it's also the way how you present it sometimes because you know if you go into the room and say well you know I've been great in here and great in here and then at the end the question comes so but what went wrong so what what's the lessons learned it's also a point of you know the the last topics that you discuss is what what you know what stays in the room yeah, yeah. so be intelligent in bringing up your you know your turning around. Uh, any any misses turn around any you know weaknesses that you had and bring it to a positive end Listen, the the topic itself but then also for example start with the bad and then end with the good yep that's a very very good advice and if you can reflect on the bad things and if you know about the bad things that is always a very very good sign for your supervisors do you remember the discussions we had with uh, simon about um yep. uh, supervisors you know he said as a supervisor, you don't want to have someone that is uh, not self-aware because these are the people that are really, really hard to uh, to supervise. 
And to be honest, these are the people that are, will have a hard time to get promoted. So mm. if you can show that uh, you can reflect about your behavior and if you can um, communicate the lessons learned, that shows for your supervisor, okay, that's not a, you know, that's under control. Mm. And um, the worst thing that you can have as a supervisor is bad surprises and uh, mistakes not under control. Um, yeah, and and also, I mean, on the other hand, it's also if you have a, you know, if you do a mistake and you do it twice, it's kind of a losing situation as well. So it's it's really about you know putting this into um, into the con in the, into the realistic content as well to um, not only preparing you know the the year end review. I mean, you can't turn around bad. Um, performance into like a glorious promotion. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's, you know, there, I mean, there are obviously we are talking about how to present yourself um, the best and, you know, how to prepare for it. That's, that's true. But at the end, um, you know, if you, if you repeatedly do the same mistakes, you know, don't bring in the lessons learned. <laughs> <laughs> So be realistic. Yeah. Be yeah. you know if you if you realize that's really something, then put it into the goals for the next year. But don't say that you already learned from it. Yeah. Um, so be realistic. Be the truth. I mean, the supervisors usually are not, you know, are also quite smart people usually. So um, it helps to be um, honest and to be realistic on that one as well. Yeah. So. Um And one other thing. So if you now listen to this and you think back, how should I ever kind of complete this year-end review? I don't have the material. I don't have any kind of um, good goals. I don't have any, you know, things that we just talked about in the last 40 minutes, um, what I can use for my to easily structure my year-end PM review. Learn from it. And make things better next year because how we say in Germany after performance review is before performance review. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, just, just kind of as a summary, we, we talked about today about, uh, goal setting and that, uh, there's different ways of goal setting. Um, and we talked about Michael Hyatt's smarter acronym with uh, goal setting. And by the way, you can find that also in the show notes. Uh, so just check out the effective statistician.com. Uh, go to this episode and there you will find the show notes, including also the link to uh, Michael's um, uh, goal setting article. Um, you start for your preparation for the year end uh, review by collating all the materials that you have. Yeah. And um, going through your calendars and all these kind of other things, recognitions things like that then you try to group things into themes um, summarize them into an elevator pitch think about the formula situation task action result don't forget about your misses and then i think you are pretty well prepared and by the way the better you are prepared the better you will have a year-end review. Because I think that is 
one of the last impressions that the supervisor gets from you before he goes into any um, salary dis discussions. So maybe you can at least wow your supervisor with a really, really well-prepared uh, year-end review. Excellent. Thanks. Thanks a lot. And um, talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Bye. So as I said at the beginning, don't forget to register your interest in the leadership program at theeffectivestatistician.com slash course. This course, no, this show was created in association with PSI. Thanks for listening. Please visit theeffectivestatistician.com to find the show notes and learn more about our podcast to boost your career as a statistician in the health sector.